0: Well, that worked out exactly how I planned, said no one ever. I Feel Awful, Chronicles of Leadership, a micro-podcast brought to you by leadership coaches Juanita Malano-Para, Christine Sachs, and Katharina Schneegas. Chronicle 40, The Best Laid Plans. Welcome back to the live recording of the podcast, where we go a little bit longer and a little bit deeper. It's me, Christine Sachs.
1: And Juanita Molano Parra. And Katarina Schneegas.
0: So where, where do we want to start today? I, think that I feel like the best part of our conversation happened before we were rec- recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's kind of the, I mean, again, very fitting, right? Because like, you can plan things really thoroughly. And then things can go all over the place or kind of like this, not plan it out necessarily. And then some of the juice of it, it's just doesn't happen, doesn't get captured. How Uh, does this relate to your vacation, Juanita? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I learned it was actually really funny. I am a planner. In case people don't know, I'm a planner. I'm a big planner. Um, And I get very, very upset when plans don't work out. So I either plan really hard or don't plan at all so that, you know, I can't get upset if plans don't work out. Um, But a lot of my vacation was actually that. I was in Paris for a whole week and planned nothing. Nothing at all. Which was probably the first time that I ever traveled like that. Um, And each day I just kind of followed my intuition and my instinct in terms of where I went, where I ate, if I walked, if I biked, if I whatever. Um, And it was great, but I think it was like, I don't think I could do that for more than a week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, it's, well, it's hilarious because that's a different story than what you told us before we start recording.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that I made a list of all the places. Well, I made those lists when I was there. Not, no, like following the, like who, I don't know, like looking up like, okay, breakfast. Okay. Where do I have breakfast tomorrow? And found all this list of places. And then as I got there, I was like, hey, no, we're on vacation. No, we're on vacation. But actually, that's exactly it, right? Because had I planned this a lot before and I had like all laid out, I think I would actually have been really upset that I wasn't able to go to the places I wrote down and I planned out because, you know, French people take August off
2: <laughs>
1: and I didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Europe's on vacation. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I had said to Juanita before we started that she's been in America too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> work, work, work. Oh. Yeah. But, but,
0: you know, I think the parallels, which is so interesting, is, you know, with the Delta variants on the rise and all of these organizations working furiously to create their return to office plans that we had talked about in our last podcast, if you read all the reports, everybody's like, well, that's a bust. What do we do now? You know? And the experience of confusion and upheaval and, and all of that, both from the people who spent all this time planning and from the employee base, it's like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why are we not doing this? You know, um, you know and, and how we, you know, how we as leaders are about those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. And I think from that too, I was thinking of like planning, kind of planning based on what, where I'm thinking about a lot of the organizations, not just the back to work, but the back to, back to live events. So there was um, kind of like a backlog of a bunch of live events planned for Q4, end of Q3, Q4, 2021, because of all of the events that didn't happen, people are like, yeah, this is happening, this is happening, and all the live events getting scheduled, all the places getting booked and all of that. And now a lot of the events are actually being canceled because of the variant, because of how things are changing. So it's kind of like, in my mind, that it's kind of being planned out based on old circumstances and old, um, quote unquote, normals. I'm like okay let's do these events again the way that we did them back back when back before there was COVID, before all of that so kind of planning yes and great plans yes but planning based on old circumstances but uh, you know oh,
2: no. go ahead katharina no the thing that i just um got from you share when it is like old circumstances and also expectations that's what I hear a lot, like what, like um, people owning or running companies or HR departments. I have a lot of friends who are working in HR departments who are usually traditionally the ones working out these kind of plans, how to have people back on board, safe, and all that. And I hear a lot of uh, trying to meet all expectations from everyone because there are people who are super excited to be back. There are some who don't want to go back at all and trying to find a compromise for everyone in addition to dealing with the circumstances, circumstances and what's present. Like what, yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that a lot more actually like the expectations, that's a better word.
0: Yeah. Although you have to, I mean, in my mind, you know, these, it's easy to be, I mean, look as coaches, when we coach individuals, it's kind of easy to change a system of one, you know, if you're trying to change a system of 60,000, you know, i think about the new york city public school system. you know, mm-hmm. our daughter's in public school and everybody's like well, what's the plan? right now everybody's planning to be back in person, they're mandating uh, vaccines for 12 and older and there's a lot of conversation about that. like currently there are no remote offerings available. however, right? like they have to move i don't i don't even know. it's an ungodly amount of children in the new york city public school system and in a, you know and then you have the systems of the family systems that are now impacted because if you know everyone's gearing up for the child to go to school, there are different plans than if they're staying home. you know so it's not just I mean it, it, it is a more complicated or it gets more complicated when you're thinking about the impact of how adaptive and how quickly a plan can change and roll out. And impacting people who may not be able to change as quickly. So, I don't know that planning is bad as much as um, I think maybe as I'm talking you through, Katrina, coming to this idea of like the expectations of what the plan is or what are how we operate.
2: Yeah, I think being a German and everything is like the first word that comes to my mind is risk. <laughs> Germans are risk averse, so everything that you do is kind of like risk management, looking at like, what are the risks that need to be avoided and then going on from there.
1: Yeah, I think with that, then, it's like the, when we relate to the plan as the thing and this is how it's going to be, kind of as a set in stone kind of thing. That's when it gets more challenging because we're not taking to account what you just said, Katarina. Right? Like the, the the risks, the things that may happen. um That kind of thing. Like whatever plan is being laid out for the public schools. If we make, if, if we assume that that's going to be the way, it's going to be really hard when it changes. And at the same time, we have to assume that it's going to be the way for some time so that we plan. So it's that kind of that. Um, I don't want to say balance because it's like kind of random, but that. Play bad.
0: Well, I think this is one of the places where I think a, a binary experience of life and operations happens at a subconscious level. Like, here's the plan, or here's not the plan, versus here's the plan, and right, the, the patent both and that is a hard concept for a lot of people because it doesn't occur like two opposed ideas or concepts or or operating principles can coexist at the same time. It's safer in the binary, you know?
2: Yeah, it's. Um, I think what's also a challenge is from a leadership perspective, like who is calling the shots, right? Who's making that decision? Who's involved in that process even? Who's allowed to say something if we see there is something changing? Who's the one making the decision that the plan is still the plan or if we need to take a turn to the right or to the left?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, that's where I think binary often gets us into trouble. These people make the plan or, every, or everybody makes the plan. And neither of those things actually makes anybody happy versus can we have execution power in, in an area and input and advice from another area which i like i think in theory people get but in practice feels unwieldy you know i mean i don't know about you and the about i don't know about you both but i think this is you know this is where often it's efficiency over everything else mm-hmm.
1: well i think from that piece that you just said to christine the what I'm hearing is the, or what I'm thinking is just the importance of, the importance as a team, when it's not a change of one person, but as a team, the importance of those feedback loops, which requires a lot of things, right? It requires a level of trust. It requires a level of vulnerability from a leader to hear those things, a level of empowerment on the team to voice and bring that that loop so that it may be, a person or a few people only making the decisions but there is a whole set of information and inputs that are going in yeah
2: yeah and to, to your point christine i think exactly that that process of creating that space where people can speak up and share the ideas and creativity and change is happening those are the moments that feel pretty much in misalignment with efficiency because every time we have those conversations, it feels like we're stepping away from the actual topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this is where like the coaching mindset is often quite an onion. Cause it's like what Juanita, when you shared, I immediately went to I mean, I've been talking about this with my clients and you all forever, but it's like for me, COVID didn't create problems. It revealed where the, the you know, the kinks or the breakdowns in our in our current systems right so like 20 to what you said well you, in order to have those feedback loops we don't have trust and so if your organization can't coalesce around that and have those feedback loops it's not because COVID is the problem but it's like oh because we don't have a level of trust inside of the organization that we could overlook because we're getting efficient and doing all this stuff um that in a crisis mode that we would we would have these other skill sets you know are you finding this in the people that you're coaching in the organizations that you're coaching
1: yeah yeah and I think because at this point we are more than a year into a different reality uh there's also the sense of okay we learned what we needed to learn like and then it's like no 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 <laughs> Like, to your point back
2: to efficiency yeah,
1: <laughs> back to efficiency but like to the onion point it's like no no that was like that was the first layer y'all like there are still there are still things so each each iteration of the plans each uh, shift in circumstances i think is bringing to the surface new new challenges new things that that, that are not problems but new things that uh, maybe leaders were not looking at
2: Yeah, I agree. I have the same thing with my clients that oftentimes it's nothing new. It's things that everyone knew for a while, but nobody was, didn't feel called to look at it, call it out, do something with it. And uh, during the pandemic, a lot of things were just simply so visible that there was no chance to look away. And uh, that uncertainty about the pandemic, and then the uncertainty about like, change happening right now is just a lot and a lot of leaders are not prepared to lead these kind of conversations or processes and organization but i think it's a great learning experience because learning happens outside of what feels comfortable right
0: (laughs) well i think katharina and juanita this is a question for you too i think it's from a coach perspective these concepts i mean this is the world we this is the world we inhabit right change and adaptivity adaptability and all that stuff but um Katharina, I mean, what do you notice in some of it, like you, you know, being back in Germany and seeing how German culture and businesses are orienting themselves to a return to office plan, like what do you see around all of that? And what if the same for you if you're present too, how it's going in Colombia?
2: I think uh, in Germany, a lot of organizations are still looking for guidance from government, like clear processes and structures that they can rely on. And they're starting to make plans. Some of them, like with some clients I talked to, they, the, the organizations just said, okay, home office is over. Now, everyone back to the company right now, like from next week onward without anything else. And there was like a huge wave of upset and frustration and confusion. Some were like amazed and, and happy to go back. But so... Yeah, very different, um, depending on the organization. And I think especially when it's a global organization, it gets even more complex because every country is in a different situation and every government handles things differently. And then every organization handles things differently. And then again, on the leader team level. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I'm a little more disconnected to the way that it's going in Colombia. But my, my perception is that there's still just a lot of survival mode because it's also in a different stage when it comes to, to vaccination and to all of that. So a a bit, a bit different in that sense.
0: So we're coming towards the end of the podcast. Like what are the big takeaways that we sort of meandered our way through today? So if people skip to the end and they only listen
1: (laughs) to the end bits, (laughs) I think one, the, the things that seem easy of looking at the, now I forget the word that he used, the just two options, plan or no plan, uh, that seems easier, but it's actually becomes harder as you go through. So really being open to the yes, and there is a plan and there are risks and things will change, but being open to both things.
2: Yeah. I was going in a similar direction. <laughs> I was thinking about um, adaptability and how we usually cope with uncertainty, how we as a leader or as a person usually show up when we feel like our plan isn't going the way that we want to. Are we leaning towards connection with others or are we like sticking to the plan?
0: Yeah, and I think the thing that the the other thing that we talked about that stands out to me is the um, uh, what has COVID revealed about your organization that you might choose to take on, not from problem solution, but from um, in the in the framework of learning and development. Because you know, if they, you know, if you can think about. The hidden, if you can see the hidden weaknesses or the hidden things that are causing inefficiencies, you can address them. Yeah. Sorry, my cat is like clawing me to death. Hello, I'm inefficient in petting you, aren't I? Yes. So um, any parting words, coaches? You, everyone listening, you can't see their faces, but they're very thoughtful.
1: <laughs> of all that we've talked, Um I think one of the hard things, but that at this point is kind of necessary. Uh, it's the release of expectations and being more open to what may what may be, what may come, and being more open to um, yeah, just to change. I'm already looking forward to our
2: conversation a year from now. <laughs> nice. If we're looking back, yeah. what are the future episodes that we'll talk about based on our future?
0: Oh man, that's a good idea. We should do like a letter to our, to our future selves and then re listen to it and do like a reaction video podcast thing. <laughs> that would be <laughs> hilarious. All right. Yeah. We're going to go, we're going to scheme. See you all next month. See you next week. You can follow us on the web at www.ChristineSaxCoaching.com.